0: Here comes Mitchell, in and out dribble, to the rack, lays it up and in! Oh! It is just a beautiful show right now! Crowd back on their feet! Jazz are unreal! Ingles has it, leaves behind for Royce, gives to Donovan with four. Donovan waits, now attacks Valanciunas, fires an off-balance three, he hit it! He hit it! He hit it! Donovan Mitchell is something else! Ingles... Lobs it up high to Rudy, over Valanchunas for a dump. Donovan, big strides in the lane, switches left to right, floats the right-hander up and in, Taylor Jenkins takes the final timeout of the series. The white flag will come up, and the Jazz lead by 20 with 2.47 left.
1: And the Utah Jazz win the game. They win the series. They are on to the second round. PK, they jumped on him early. Up and down with both
2: feet. Sure, but Mitchell sucked in the second half. He only had four, <laughs> he had points. four points. And he was only going to have two, but they had to put him back in the game. You need to be a better closer than that. <laughs> Way to find the negative. <laughs> awesome job by you. Come on, man. Anybody can score 26 when it don't count. That's like Shaq. He makes them when they count. That's in the second half. That's, that's winning time right there. Yeah, Rudy dropped that the other night. I make him win the count. Yeah, See what you did there, Rudy. Good one. Yeah.
1: 23 points and 15 boards for Rudy Gobert. He had a heck of a stat line. Clarkson had 24. Donovan Mitchell has his 11th playoff
2: 30-point game. Right yesterday when I wrote about he will go down as the most ja- clutch jazz player of all time. You didn't Boom. use clutchist in print? You just saved that for the radio? Yeah. No. Well, that's journalism. This is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> so you could do some nonsense <laughs> in a column. <laughs> no, I got my standards. So we screw around here, but yeah, man, this guy—he's something. There's just no doubt about it. I'm saying I don't. This no. Hey, hey, Mitchell, let me be the first to say you got a snowball's chance to get out of the second round, buddy. <laughs> that's
1: it. <laughs> Did some negativity, people, because it clearly motivates them. Yeah, obviously, we need a Dylan Brooks.
2: Either oh, man, and the, Dylan uh, Brooks. Is
1: it? Is there a trade deadline in the Clippers. playoffs? Can anything? Can we rework in. this? One Dylan minute. Brooks needs to be within 10 feet of Donovan Mitchell oh, at all times. create
2: another one. Hardaway or whoever it might be. Beverly can get under your skin if it, the Clippers win the next two. and Or, you know, as I say, Hardaway or somebody else. We'll, we'll figure it out, There'll never
1: be another Dylan Brooks. He's done something yeah. really special. The Uh, headbutt, the kidney punches, or whatever he said under his breath running down court
2: when he shoved Mitchell. (laughs) We'll get it going here. We'll get an enemy over there. It was a fantastic first half, man. It'll be a weak, weak,
1: weak, not comparison. What's the word I'm looking for? It'll be like a cheap
2: knockoff. There'll never be another a Dylan, Brooks.
1: Dylan Brooks. Yeah, a poor man's Dylan Brooks. Yeah, poor man's Dylan Brooks. I
2: think you're overestimating Dylan Brooks. I think you're, plus, I think you're underestimating the type of grudge or insightfulness that doesn't even necessarily exist that these guys can create. There you go. There you go. They can take the
1: smallest light and turn it into, turn that molehill into a mountain. 47 points in the first quarter, 75 at halftime. The Jazz had a 24-point lead, and it went down to 15, but then they pushed it back to 30 at the end of the quarter.
2: Yeah, I guess the only negative
1: is the hammy of Conley. That is the negative, right? Sore right hamstring, only played 12 minutes. MRI today determined the severity of whatever is going on in his hamstring. Jazz won't play again until Sunday at the earliest. It might be Tuesday, but it might be a little longer for Mike Conley. We'll have to see. We've seen this before.
2: Well, what I'm really hoping is in Game 1, he thinks he can go, but the team says no. And they lose. Yeah. But it
1: makes everyone furious and they rip off four in a row.
2: Yeah. That's a great strategy. <laughs> if it works again. Whoever decided to sit out Mitchell... Hats off to you, man. Good <laughs> you, call. You accidentally did a really good thing. Yeah. The you Dylan got him, Brooks of the World you got a game. got him healthier. Thought they had something going. And uh, he plays with an edge and phenomenal young ball player.
1: So now, after that 4-1 victory, they wait to see who wins. Clippers or Mavericks? Let's get to the rest of the NBA playoff action.
0: Hashtag NBA. Simmons with it to Harris fakes on gafford drives it runner with a right hand and in and that'll do it the sixers are leading by 21. trey young in the middle trey gets the pick fires a long three and he makes it trey hits the long three from way downtown into the backcourt it's run down by hardaway two on one up top for dodgich one times it home off the board and a timeout by tyloo dodgich with 220 remaining backs up against man as they spread the floor Shot clock at six. Right corner, Porzingis for three. Good! He knocked it down! And a timeout by Ty
1: Four playoff games last night. Everybody who had a chance to close out ended their series, got it done. The Mavericks, and that's the last highlight you heard right there, were the Mavericks, who were 2-2 with the Clippers. They went on the road 105 100. Road teams won five in a row in that series. Dallas will go home with a chance to close it out. Big hoops down the stretch there, PK. They stretched the lead to 10 with like 2.15 to go. And then the Clippers came roaring back, had the ball and a chance to take the lead with about 15 seconds to go, and had the ball and a chance to tie on the ensuing possession, and didn't get a bucket either time. No, they did not. It was right there for the taking. Was Nick Batum in traffic in the paint
2: the shot you wanted? It wasn't bad. Uh, it, and, I, and they had uh, tips So, you know, I mean, he's not the star of the team, I get it But he's he's pretty long himself They had the momentum, obviously, at that point Yep uh, And they didn't play well the whole game uh, From start to finish It wasn't very consistent by the Clippers at all No, they had a run and, and took so. took the lead there for a while And then Dallas and Un- roared Dons- right back And was awesome Porzingis hits a huge three. They gave him a little cushion that they ended up. I didn't, I thought that was it, but it wasn't it. So this has been, this whole series has been unpredictable, so I'm not going to predict anything now. Game six Friday night. It'll be the only game
1: Friday night. So you can focus on that as the Jazz wait for the winner of that series. That game's going to tip off 7 o'clock Friday night. As for the other games in the East, the Sixers were up 3 1. They didn't have him beat. He's got a small meniscus tear. They're listing him as day-to-day. They didn't have him. They didn't need him. Sixers, close game at halftime. Sixers open up a lead in the third quarter and then blow it open in the fourth quarter. And Tobias Harris goes for 28, and the Wizards are sent packing 129-112. to Sixers in five, and they move on to the second round to face the Hawks, who knocked the Knicks out at Madison Square Garden with Trey Young. Going for 36 points, nine assists, and one bow at the end. Thank you. Thank you very much. He sends the Knicks home.
2: They are already home. For the summer. Not to their home court. In Washington, man. Gone fishing. Thankfully, we had that plan because that Washington, the thrills that they provided us down the stretch (laughs) were just uh, memorable.
1: Tonight, Nuggets and Blazers. Denver's up 3-2 with a chance to win it in Portland. Suns and Lakers. Phoenix up 3-2 with a chance to win it in L.A. Both those games tonight... On TNT. Got a gut feeling for either one of these? Portland to force a game
2: seven? I told you that is something I can't predict. Uh, Each game, going into that game, that individual game, you might as well flip a coin. But I would uh, probably, uh, you know, I'm not putting money on it, so it's easy to say. But uh, if I Well, I don't know if I did because when it comes down to putting money, it's a whole other story. (laughs) It's a whole other story, right? Uh, But right now, I think I would go with Phoenix and Portland.
1: Portland is a uh, five-point favorite. Lakers are a two-point favorite. Although Anthony Davis is a game-time decision. No, he's not. He's a game-time decision. His status is
2: up to the Laker medical staff. Okay, he's not playing. But I was told. Now I haven't spoken to my guys since Monday. That is the official word from from the Lakers.
1: The but, word is from Anthony himself saying it's a game-time decision. Yeah, you well, know,
2: that's what they said last game, too. Yes. and then he didn't play.
1: I trust your sources more than anything. But
2: it's not updated. Uh, Monday, down in Phoenix, they were squabbling on who had it first because this one dude, who New oh. Yorker, who does the afternoon show. Oh. Um, Gambo. Yeah, Gambo, yeah. And, and somebody, I had it first, and then they said Woj had it. No, he didn't. So they're squabbling on Twitter about it. I thought, who cares? I told our audience on Tuesday morning. <laughs> And the only reason why I didn't tell them Monday is because we didn't have a show.
1: 6 o'clock for the Nuggets and Blazers, 8.30 for the Suns and Lakers. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college basketball.
1: Mike Krzyzewski, it's all over almost here. One more year and then he's stepping down, PK. But Thank you, Ron. He's in his mid-70s,
2: so. Yeah, I think he's 74, isn't he? Yeah, it will be 75 when he's done, right? Is that what it'll be? Uh, yeah, his birthday's in February. Yeah, it's time. I mean, the program was slipping, which is traditional in, in these circumstances. As the legend plays out the string, the program isn't near as good. Coming off a 13-11 and 11 season. Yeah, and it was bizarre last year, but it was bizarre for everybody. Yeah. So, uh, and the slipping... He was elite lead
1: 8 but, but in, it's, in 2018 yeah, so, and
2: 2019, and they didn't have a tournament in 2020. But he lost five conference games, which was unusual. The, but last year they slipped. And so, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, 13-11 and 11 is not Duke-ish, but it was a weird, weird season. So, I mean, he'll go down, obviously. You can make a case for him as the greatest college basketball coach of all time. If you want to go John Wooden or whomever, that's your call. But he's got to be right in the discussion. I mean, what a phenomenal program. He had for so many many years. There's no doubt about it. So he's gone six years without winning an NCAA
1: title, which is tied for the longest stretch he's had since he won his first
2: title. Yeah. So, so I mean, for them, that, Elite Eights are nice, but that's not what they're playing.
1: No. He had a uh, he had a seven but, year, well, yeah, seven
2: year stretch. I think when he got got into Duke. I, I think it's understandable that. because he's gotten more involved with the one and duns which makes it harder but once you go in you have to be all in on that for those programs i mean you can have a you know a middling program and a guy here or there goes but when you have these elite guys and you have multiples it's like your every year is the first year so you can see why it's taken a while i mean so we've seen kentucky uh, they had it going on Arizona. These teams that go in one and dones it, get, it can get it can get difficult, but but uh, whatever It that doesn't matter. I mean, this is I don't know what kind of team he's going to have this year, but it's like it's not going to matter. He's going to have a decent team. They'll take it,
1: the victory lap. Yeah,
2: and then Schreier will take over, and then they'll they'll start anew, and and it'll be an emotional thing there. And when we get to the uh, whenever that last home game is, or late February, early March, and. Um, It'll it'll be something because he has just been a phenomenal basketball coach for so, so long. What a program. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NFL. I've got nothing to update, Rob, on that situation. And you guys all know how we feel about it. Do you expect him to be here? It is mandatory. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see uh, come Tuesday.
1: Matt LaFleur right there. No update on Aaron Rodgers and no promises he'll be showing up when it's mandatory. So updates, PK, every hour on the hour until Tuesday. The national media will keep us updated on Aaron Rodgers' status. Former Dolphins quarterback Dan Marino said he hopes Bill Belichick does not surpass Don Shula's NFL record, 328 wins, 347, including the postseason. Belichick's at 280 right now. I hope he does not get it. Marina says, "I'm a dolphin for life, Coach Shula for life. I don't want
2: him to get it." No, that's understandable. Don Shula was his, his guy. guy. Right? I mean, right. I think he's, is that the only coach you ever played for? Did was just...
1: thirteen of seventeen okay. seasons?
2: Okay. Under yeah. Shula. I mean, yeah, Shula was a legend unto himself too. Speaking of legends in the Coach K realm, Don Shula in the NFL. I mean, obviously, he's there too.
1: The NFL has pledged to halt the use of race norming which assumed black players started out with lower cognitive functioning. In a $1 billion settlement of brain injury claims and review past scores for any potential race bias, the practice made it harder for black players to qualify for the uh, financial award. The standards were designed in medicine in the 1990s in hopes of offering more appropriate treatment to dementia patients, but critics faulted the way they were used to assess legal damages in the NFL case. Well, I have white cognitive or whatever the heck that is because I don't understand that at all. They were saying that they didn't have brain damage and they weren't hurt and they didn't deserve money because they started out with a lower IQ. I got all that. I got the. Oh, I thought you said
2: you didn't understand, but I don't understand how they came to that conclusion in the first first place place. in the 1990s. Right. I mean, I understand the parameters, but I don't understand how they got to that point. That doesn't make any sense to me. A billion-dollar brain injury settlement.
1: That, is a settlement. that is a massive settlement. All right, DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football.
1: 78 players, seven coaches from the FBS ranks announced as nominees for the College Football Hall of Fame. The big names, Reggie Bush, Andrew Luck, Marshawn Lynch, Michael Crabtree, Sean Alexander, Former Miami coach Larry Coker and BYU's own Nick Eyer played in the late 70s, 77 to 1980.
2: Don't know who that is, Lyman.
1: All-American Lyman protected Wilson, Jim McMahon, and Steve Young at different points. He
2: protected them? All right. You guys, they called them
1: All-State. <laughs> there you go. All-State, yes. <laughs> or as you fans of that era said, he
2: held. There you go. Well, No, that was Bo Schimblecher, wasn't it? Didn't he say they got a bunch of old men who held? Oh, did he? Good luck. And line.
1: they played uh and then they played in that holiday bowl in '84. Yeah. And then uh, I
0: remember Lavelle Edwards talking about it. That's funny. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Pitch to Alonso. Swing and a ground ball, base hit going into left field. The Mets take the lead. Lindor scores from third. Alonzo holds it first. He's got an RBI single. The Mets are leading by a score of 7-6. to six. Woodford set and delivers. And a fly ball to right field. Williams going back to the wall. At the wall he jumps. A grand slam. 11 runs for the Dodgers in the first.
1: Dodgers go on to win 14-3. to They blow out the Cardinals. They went all uh, Utah Jazz on them. Way to start strong in the first. Yeah, Bellinger in the first was two for two with six ribbies. <laughs>
2: he had a good weekend in the first inning. Yeah, in the, literally in the first inning. Betts had a couple hits, but Bellinger, man, he probably's never going to have an inning like that the rest of his life. That's it. Six ribbies, a grand
1: slam, all in the first inning. Yeah. Madison Bumgarner left after two innings. We'll get an MRI on his shoulder. The Mets ended up beating the Diamondbacks 7-6. Bumgarner, bad news right there. You never like to see that. MRI on his shoulder. It's probably going to be bad news. Cubs 6-1 over the Padres. Tommy Pham and Haseon Kibb collided. Nasty. Had to be separated. exchanged words.
2: Fam's a hothead. Uh, uh, Yeah, they saw that. He was coming
1: in and Kim was going out. Kim's been playing for a shortstop with Tatis out. They'd still get the double play. Yeah, it's weird. They thought they caught the ball, he dropped it.
2: Yeah, yeah. The announcers didn't even know what was going on. Yeah,
1: they couldn't. yeah. Yeah.
2: It was bizarre. Four minor league pitchers suspended
1: by Major League Baseball after being caught using illegal foreign substances to doctor baseballs.
2: Ten game suspension. Now that's different than steroids. That's them trying to. The spin rate of the ball has been a big hot topic on MLB as to and to why they're doing this stuff and and the major leagues are going to crack down on it because of all these uh, no hitters and everything and blah blah blah. So we'll see if they've been cheating. But thats the thing about that cheating, you know. The—it's the—the crimes. <gasps> cheating is such a broad-based term. Are you using steroids? Yeah. Are you
1: uh, stealing signals and banging on drums and using cameras? Or you got a little—got uh, a little Vaseline or something? Yeah, George Brett
2: that time his bat had a little bit too much—too much pine tar. Oh, yeah, it's... came out of the dugout like. Dug out like he was blasted out of a rocket. Yes, all that stuff as far as you know, what is cheating and what's acceptable because some forms of cheating are okay and others, man, they'll run you out of town for. Don't be peeking back at the catcher. But go ahead and look in from second base.
1: Arizona Diamondbacks broadcaster Bob Brenly has apologized for a comment he made about Mets pitcher Marcus Stroman's head covering during Tuesday night's game. He will undergo sensitivity training. Bradley said, I'm pretty sure that's the same do-rag that Tom Seaver used to wear when he pitched for the Mets. So, now he's apologized. The Bees open a six-game road series in Tacoma tonight. They play the Rainiers at 8 o'clock. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. TV voice of Utah Jazz, Craig Bullerjack at 830. Joe Ingles, enjoying a little time between Series 1 and Series 2. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. DJ and PK, Game 5, The Route, the Series win, and your reaction all coming up next. Stay with us.
0: The Big shoe with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
1: North Texas softball pitcher Hope Trotwine. She threw, well, a perfect game would be nobody gets on base, right? What's a perfect game if you strike out everybody? 21 consecutive strikeouts. And she didn't get to three balls once.
0: Yeah, but did she suffer any foul balls? 21 consecutive (laughs) strikeouts. She didn't get to three balls once. Look, I'm just saying, maybe she struck everybody out, but if batters were fouling the ball off left and right, then they were this close. What?
1: I'm just beside myself right now. I don't know what to do.
0: Just kidding. That's a, that's a
1: terrific accomplishment. Were there any foul balls?
0: <laughs> Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. In the Zone Sports Network.
1: Hot Takes your Toes brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Question of the morning. Was the game five blowout and the 4-1 series win good enough for you? It
2: was great enough for me.
1: <laughs> it was fabulous enough. It had everything that I'd want as a Jazz fan. They defended.
2: They jumped on him early. The ball was moving. They were running. And Mitchell was determined not just to beat you but to kill you. I mean, he was just toying with them. Those threes at the end of the first half, he could have gotten a better shot, but he wanted to just drop the dagger or bury it or whatever you're supposed to do with it because those threes that he was shooting contested and waiting and dropping back and a step back, that's like going in a slam dunk and just rising above all five people. <laughs> I mean, those shots are unheard of, and he was making them that was just at home, place going berserk. Yeah, the, there's only like a couple of things that you can take from the series and say, eh, and that's the Conley's the hammy, we'll have to see, and Joe couldn't buy a bucket. But that's great news that Joe couldn't buy a bucket because Joe's a proven shooter, and we'll have him on a couple hours, an hour and a half, and he'll talk about that, which just means he's going to make shots in the next series then because we saw with Clarkson, you know, he couldn't buy threes or whatnot or whatever, and, and that's good. I want them to suck shooting when they win. Because the law of numbers will There it is. I was waiting for that. Thank you for that, PK. Well done. And watch. Joe will be hitting some buckets in the second series that he just, they weren't dropping for him in the first series. So offensively, in terms of scoring anyway, offensively, he was a non-factor. Now, you know, 28 minutes, four assists, four boards. So he's helping in other ways. And Quinn Snyder pointed that out. And I think it was a little to boost his his confidence, too, uh, when he said that. So that's about it. Everything else was just super, super positive. It's exactly what you wanted out of this series. You wanted a, a what? A tad bit of adversity, not a whole lot, but just a little to give you some edge. And Brooks, with his physical play and doing his thing, but I mean, hey, Dylan Brooks is a villain, but at the same time, they're a wildly outman, so he's trying to do stuff to get his team going. I can respect that. That's a little gamesmanship to a degree. So. Uh, fine with that. Now they go home and and he gave you some motivation and guys got confidence and the fans got to come see it after last year. As uh, Quinn Snyder said, last year was last year, this year is this year. So this series was exactly what you need. And you put him away early and now you're going to have at least three or four, maybe five or six days of rest. None of us would be surprised if the Clippers turn around and and win. Although if they win, if they lose, is it a guarantee it starts Sunday? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, so if that series ends tomorrow. I think if it ends Friday, then they're playing Sunday. That's what. It well, wait a second. Saying. You think
1: they haven't announced it, but they're not going to not have a TV game on Sunday for the networks. So it's a high, high probability, just literally not guaranteed. Right. Correct. I have not okay. heard anything okay. official okay. from the league that will be a game. I can't believe that they'll shut it down on a Sunday, which is the day most people watch the most
2: TV. There will be a game
1: available for a network to make money off of.
2: Uh, I watch a lot of TV on Sunday. I just turn it off now at 1030 Sunday nights. Yeah. For now. I used to watch it religiously. <laughs> you did not. For like 12 years. <laughs> but then 12 years, 13, 14 years. Pff, nah, sorry, it means nothing. Get out of here. It, See you later. It Goodbye. It might, it might mean something. Didn't even have a party. Uh, At least give me a cupcake in the break room. I didn't even get that. <laughs> Just get out of here. Well, don't come back more, but
1: I get your point. Okay, don't come back. Oh, my, oh I feel a lot better. I know, right? Suck. <laughs> like, I don't have feelings. Uh, it's don't come back until it is come back, so, you know. Okay. Don't uncount your eggs that Jordan, haven't hatched yet, or whatever that would be in reverse. Muhammad
2: Ali, <laughs> PK, who has the greatest comeback? <laughs> Jeez,
1: Magic. Well, it depends on which comeback you're talking about. I, mean, I, I could see your comeback being better than the Wizards' comeback, but it isn't going to be better than the Second Bulls' to repeat. So you might you might split with Jordan on comebacks. Well, I'd go one on one, one yeah. and one. You can Jordan. top that Wizards deal. You largely, as you like to say, you're a man of the people. And you have largely captured everything that was posted on Facebook by the fans. I mean, the the very first post, Tony, uh, great win, great series. Now we need Conley healthy and ready to play in the next round. So it's what you said. The negative is clear and it's obvious. What is Mike Conley's health? There are some people later on who do comment about Joe's shooting percentage. Yeah, but that's good news. Yeah, well, it depends on how you look at it, and people, and it's one of the reasons you hate numbers, is that people take the numbers, they don't tell the whole story, they tell the part of the story that supports what they believe. And, well, people will say, Joe, this always happens to Joe in the playoffs. You know, he shot this against that team, or this against that team. Uh, He had a series against Houston where he shot 28%, that one series he always talks about where they made him go right and he was terrible. And then he worked on his right hand. Yeah, like three years ago. Uh, Yeah. And then he added the last couple of years, he shot 35% from three. But if you go back further, you find out where he shot in series. He shot 45%, 46% yeah, what from what about three. the OKC series? That's exactly. That's the series he shot 46.7% from three. So when you add it all up for his entire career, and he's now, he's now played a pretty good number of playoff games. He's at... Uh, Let's see, what is he, 39 now? So the next mm-hmm. game, yeah. So uh 39 playoff games now, which is you know, that's like half a regular season worth of games. It's
2: a pretty good sample size. He's shooting thirty-eight percent from three. Well, during this time off, he'll get him some extra shots. <laughs> and he'll be fine. The yeah. shots didn't go in. He's and the thing about it too. He's not like Clarkson, who could score a bunch of points and still have a bad shooting percentage because he's a high-volume shooter. Joe has never been a high-volume shooter. So it's like in a baseball game, you know, if you get one at bat and you are over 0-for-1, well, uh, you could be over 3 and then get two hits the next two times up, and everything's great. So you need shots. He's not getting a lot of shots in the course of the game. He's not forcing it because they're not needed. And Clarkson's numbers, you know, even if his shooting percentage isn't good, he
1: gets to the free-throw line a lot. Joe doesn't, uh, especially in the playoffs. So that's always going to, when the three goes, you know, you hit four threes, you get to 12 points really fast, and it looks good. Uh, but if it isn't going, whereas with Clarkson, if his three isn't falling,
2: he's still getting to the free throw line and getting easy points. Yeah, we don't we don't mention this because it's not good, but Clarkson's plus-minus was negative 10. <laughs> we only mention it only when it's But it. well, <laughs> I want to talk to you about Rudy's plus-minus and Donovan's plus-minus. Yeah, Mitchell's was plus 30. <laughs> yeah. So we only mention it when it's – that's another stat that you only bring up when it's to right. your advantage. But if we're worried about Joe Ingles's shooting to be the deciding factor in the series in round two, I feel pretty good.
1: Jazz fans are greedy. They want everybody on. No. It's better this
2: way. Have guys be off, <laughs> some of them, and still win because you are going to be on. <laughs> Uh, and
1: you think people don't know who you are and don't listen to the show. The text no. I just Oh, they got.
2: listen to the show, I just don't know who I am. Yeah, they know who you are.
1: I no. <laughs> uh, just got a great text about you in television.
2: <laughs> what about it? <laughs> don't napalm any bridges over there, dude, while you're pouting. I'm not. <laughs> just messing around. Come on. Everybody uh, knows that. I'm screwing around. <laughs> Yes, you haven't got me by now <laughs> well holy cow come
1: on you're come convincing on. that's all I'll say oh, it's come your on, I'm messing thing. around you it's know whole, well I'm just... I I usually can read you but the fact that I can't always read you and you can't read me on else. that one though I did I absolutely did yes because I've also talked to you off the air it's nonsense we're screwing around
2: <sighs> come on all right so are people screwing around when they say I'm worried about Joe Engel's shooting no you shouldn't be and I'm dead serious on this this guy's a proven commodity when it comes to shooting. So he missed a few shots. So
1: what? That's part of Ham and Eggett. That's part of the reason that they wanted to go out and load up on
2: shooters. That Be careful part of the reason- on the ham. Ham is sensitive right now, hammy. <laughs> that's that's a good because point. Conley was absolutely brilliant in this series. This was the Mike Conley that we all thought we we're getting. And we got him. Yep.
1: And right into that game where he started feeling the tightness. Yes,
2: crushed so I would on that possession. I'd be
1: worried about that. Crushed on that possession. Good on that possession, and then all of a sudden he's gone to the locker room. Okay, tell me he broke shoelaces
2: and he's going to be right back. Mike Conley is like this ultimate security blanket. You know he's there. I like there, that, I like and that, if that analogy. And the ball gets to yeah. him. He's going to do something good. It's not going to go in all the time, but you know it's going to be a quality shot that's got an excellent chance to go in. And that thing he threw in there at the end of the first quarter and the
1: arena, just you could sense the anticipation just because of what you said. You know, right? he's got it there. This is a eight tenths of a second. This isn't much of a chance, but you got to let it rip. And he's a good shooter. So it might go. And so the thing went up and I watching on TV, it was like I could feel everybody in the arena holding their breath because they they thought it had a shot and they lost their minds when it went in. Punctuate uh, that circumstance. Punctuate yeah. that quarter. was
2: great. Yeah, for sure.
1: I, I thought the, the crowd
2: was just on fire. there. 47 in the first points half. in the first quarter. Come on. Yeah, you, you may not have a better first quarter for the rest of the playoff. You probably won't. Yeah, I mean everything was just happening, but Conley, that's that's the thing that I'm most concerned about this ball club now, is that where where's, where's his, his health? Hand? Yeah, how long is he out for? Yeah, because I want him back because he has just been so sturdy, and so consistent, and so reliable. All these words that you want to hear associated with a player's name in whatever sport it might be, and that's what he is. And has been this entire time. And he's, he, he's he's been around the block so many times. I mean, literally, man, when we first got here, that commute, he had to drive around and around and around and around. That might have been the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> As to why a guy isn't playing well. The drive is different. Well, no bleep. <laughs> no matter where he went, the drive was going to be different. Because it's not the same. So it has to be different. You follow me? They should have put him up at the hotel and he could have walked across the
0: street. That's a good Eliminate plan, the right, drive. Man. That's a good Hey, plan. for
2: the first six months, since it's going to be so hard to adapt, just be at this hotel. They got like nine of them now. Yeah, I was gone for a year. The Hilton and and, and yeah, I the, come back here and they got an
1: 85 tall, Hyatt, tall buildings. Sorry. The mountains are gone. I know. We used to be able to see the mountains out there. When we we're on the fifth floor yeah. overlooking the statues. And that building Holy keeps going freak. up and up and up. It just it's a keep, joke. Yeah. Yep. And I'm as a matter of fact, they're, they're lifting stuff onto the roof right now. The cranes are going already this that's morning. That's
2: ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Welcome
0: back.
2: And so he had a long drive. Well, that's in a rear view by a year plus. This guy's playing great, and I want him back. And I'm hoping that, and he acknowledged it to a degree. Listening that some of it, you know, they were very quick to take him out once he said because they had a big lead and it was obvious they're going to win the game. Yeah.
1: So you didn't need him. So hopefully it's precautionary. The MRI doesn't show much, and if they're not playing until Sunday or Tuesday, everything will be good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because he's just a great player for you, man. This is exactly what they got, what they wanted, what they envisioned. I'm sure when they traded for him, and now they got it.
1: Scott, that was one of the posts on our Facebook uh, as far as the Game 5 blowout, and was it enough for you, and he gave it, love it, exclamation point, but then the news of Conley's injury put a damper on the festivities.
2: To a degree.
1: I'm not all in on he's out. Well, hamstring tightness isn't an injury. Now, the MRI may show there's more to it than just tightness, and then he is injured, and then he's out. But it seemed like they left the door open that they could just come back and say, you know, he'll be okay. He'll have a couple days off. It'll be fine. They seem to leave the door open for that. That's the the primary reason why I'm fasting today. Excellent. Thank you, PK. Take one for the team. I'm not going to take one for the team. Todd says it was great, but we need Ingles to get out of a slump. Is something going on with him? He seems out of sorts. And then we got Jeff. He just needs time with Renee and the Keeds. Renee and the kids. He spelled it K-E-E-D-S. <laughs> Keeds. It's always Renee and the kids. Rene and the kids. Thank you, Jeff Hansen.
2: Quality tweet. I really believe he's going to be fine. I'm more worried about Matt Thomas going over 2 in two minutes. Go on, Matt. Get in there and close out the game. I mean, Joe's plus minus, which is the be-all, end-all stat, was plus eight. All right. Whereas Matt Thomas was minus four. And Forrest, my gosh, has he made a shot in the last two months? His plus-minus was minus nine. Of course, he got four minutes. Matt, Matty T only got two.
1: It didn't go well there, but it got Donovan back in for a 30-point game. They put up a list of that on the last broadcast. What? It was a pretty entertaining list. What was the list? About Donovan in 30-point games. We'll get to that next. DJ and PK, uh, think of the top... The top three, four, five players. Who are here? Which guys have put up the most 30-point games for the Jazz? We'll get to that. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
0: Now let's get this party started. Uh, This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. I have to believe that... It will only take once losing in a 3-1 setting to have it never happen again. They have to come into this Game 5, bringing it back to Vivid Arena, and in their mind they're thinking, not going to let this happen, not a chance. We will fight until we have no fight left in us because we want to end it now. You don't let this go to 6. You don't let this go back to Memphis for a 6th game. This has been such a point of emphasis for this team for so long, ever since Game 7 against Denver, that this will not happen again. I think this team is insanely focused Going into that game. I would be shocked if on Thursday we hop on the air and we're talking about not a lot of life there, not a lot of energy. I don't know what was going on with that team, but now they've got to go back to Memphis. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. Mm -mm
1: -mm -mm -mm. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Join the big show at the Davis Vision annual block party Friday, June 4th. Food trucks, Utah Jazz gear, 30% off on all sunglasses, and one lucky person will win a free LASIK procedure. Sweet. That's Davis Vision.
2: Did you play this to pump up Joe? Keith Urban? Sure, that's why I played it. It's Keith Urban from Australia. Should I play some
1: like Little River Band for him, too?
2: And That's going way back. I don't know if you'd know that. <laughs> but I don't know if he's a country guy, either. Urban's a superstar.
1: It's a question you'd ask him today.
2: I've heard him talk about pop music, like Bieber being all tatted up. I don't know. But Joe will be fine. But go to your numbers now.
1: Donovan Mitchell, 26 points at the half. Had 28 when they took him out. Seemed like he was done there in the fourth quarter. Had to bring him back in. He got a bucket and got to 30. And you were talking about he is going to be the clutchiest of the clutch players. Yeah. If you think Stockton was it, and I don't have a problem if you think that, he's going to pass him. So 30-point games. Coming up big in playoff games, when Donovan had his 10th one the other night, this would be his 11th now, uh, he had tied Adrian Dantley for second on the on the list. Danley had 10 30-point games. Now, we weren't in town when Adrian Dantley played here. Probably saw a little bit of, of him on uh, TV. I'm aware of him, uh, yeah. Aware of him. But when I got here, I don't know about you, but the number of Jazz fans who thought the sun rose and set with Adrian danley he made a massive positive impression when he was here. And it was a big thing about him getting his number retired, which he eventually did get it retired. And it was a big deal when he came back and was the uh, interim coach because uh, he was on the Nuggets staff and And George Carl had cancer, and so he had to coach a a playoff series. The Jazz ended up winning in six. Yeah, I remember. So AD was a a big, big deal, and he had 10 30-point games. And Donovan was already there. Now Donovan's got a leader, and he's going to chase the leader all time, which is Carl Malone, obviously. Malone had 53 30-point games in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Just routine. So Donovan isn't even, what is that? He's barely 20% of the way there. Yeah, but I don't know if the offense will ever run through him
2: the way it did Letter Carrier.
1: No, but he'll get threes, and that'll was, pump up his total. But Letter Carrier, the, the pure number of touches he got, and Donovan gets to bring the ball up the court, but right now there's three guys sharing yeah, that duty. The
2: game is so much different. You wanted the, the isolation advantage, and that's to take nothing away from Malone because he— I mean, I realize he had some slip-ups at, at crucial times, but at the same time, you wouldn't have been in that position to have the slip-ups without him. Hence the 53, 30-point games. That's how you got there, riding him. And you can knock him for not being the most clutch guy all you want. I understand that. But at the same time, you're not in that position to even worry about it without him carrying you all the way there beforehand.
1: Have you seen Donovan be more aggressive, clutchy, focused, Cutthroat, whatever term you want, than he was at the end of the second quarter. No. Not, I, not only do I want to score, I want to embarrass you. I
2: well, want to I, humiliate I want to fire you. up my crowd, yeah. and I want to take away your will to win the game. Which they did. Yeah. I mean, he put himself on notice last year. We Remember, we're done with that and all mm-hmm. that stuff. We're not going out in the first round again. So uh, that was awesome that he said all that stuff. And he backed it up. Yeah, absolutely backed it up. He had a little drama early with not playing, addressed it, moved on, and goes to work. I, the, the thing about Mitchell is that he understands. He reminds me in a sense, and, now it, it, and hear me out when I say he reminds me in a sense of Kobe. I'm not saying he's that caliber of player, certainly not yet. But Kobe was a historian of the game, right? Big time. So he knows that when Hot Rod Huntley's going to be done, this is the last game, whatever, he goes up to him, talks mm-hmm. to him. You know, obviously, Hot Rod Huntley as a ball player was way before his time. But he's aware. He knows of, the whole arc of his yeah, career. Of, of who this man is and all that he accomplished and the character, the colorful character that he was. So he acknowledges him in the last game, right? And so Kobe understood the history of the game. I think Mitchell understands the history of the game. And where am I going with this is that... In order to be considered at the highest level, you've got to win at the highest level. You can do whatever you want in the regular season. That's all well and good, and it's important. But this, especially in basketball, the postseason is where it's at. And he is so focused on that, knowing that's where the legend is going to be made. I think in other sports, you can have your legend without necessarily backing it up, especially in baseball. We, we acknowledge Trout. And you just had uh, Dan Marino. We Mm acknowledge Dan Marino as one of the greatest, right? Well, he didn't necessarily have the postseason stuff because it's such a team game, and in baseball with the pitching and all that stuff, you can be a Hall of Famer and be considered one of the greatest without having a whole bunch of postseason experience, success, what have you. If you're fortunate enough to be on the Yankees and Jeter and those guys going back to Ruth and Mantle, they've got all that. But Mattingly had
1: that long stretch. He didn't go to the postseason, and he's viewed as a great.
2: Yeah. But in basketball, you have to have it. And I think he fully understands that. And so he's going to elevate his game to get to that level. And we saw it. It was on classic display in this arena 12 hours ago. I mean, it was just sensational. You can talk about it, but I don't know the words are going to really justify what we saw. It's just incredible. I don't care who you are, unless you have a complete and total disdain for the sport, you were wowed by him in that first half. And those threes that he was hitting, was they were just incredible. And I think that he has the ability to rise to the occasion, which is about being what clutch is, is being able to seize the moment. And that's why I say he's going to go down. As the clutchiest, you know what, this franchise has had. He's a bad dude, man. He's a B.A. all the way. And that's what you want. And you look at the great the ones. And you just, I love looking at their facial expressions and whatnot when they make these big plays. (laughs) Get the bleep out. (laughs) And he just, you could just see it in his face. And it's the way he carries himself. That this is what he expects. This is what's going to happen. When he's sizing up at, what was it, at the end of the quarter? that step-back three, it's like he waited, let the defense get set, and then I'm going to make it as most dramatic as I possibly can. And then you are going to go nuts. And Rudy Gobert looks at him. Whoa. You see Gobert on that face as they're walking back? He looks at like, oh, dude, man, whoa, you are on fire. This is awesome. And he just kind of made that face. And you, can think, you see what Rudy's thinking. And it's just, Mitchell understands those moments, man. I, I I can't say enough about him. Praise him. This guy's got it going on. He's got what it takes. There's no doubt in my mind, absolutely, that they can win a title with him as their leading scorer. There's no doubt. Zero doubt. I don't know that they will, but there's zero doubt that they can do it. In three in three series. In six weeks. This year? Next year? I mean, I who knows what the team's going to look like in two or three years, but... While he's in this, on this team, wearing this uni, yes, I I do. Because Lillard gets a a ton of praise, justifiably so. Mm -hmm. Well, that was Lillard esque. It was.
1: It was very similar.
2: It wasn't at the end of the game, right? But it didn't need it. The reason why you didn't need it at the end of the game is because he wanted to slaughter you and take away your will to compete and win right now. He didn't want to extend it. He wanted it done this very moment.
1: And you got to have that edge if you're going to do it. You've got to be a B.A. There's too many guys who have that edge in the league, and if you don't have it to think you're going to have enough talent yeah. to just beat them without that attitude, maybe. But I just don't see how they get that Warriors-type roster where literally they're going to win on talent and we all know it. I got you.
2: This is a safari out there. It's kill or be killed. <laughs> because if you don't, they're going to do it to you. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, And, and the other guys have that. So you got to do it to them. you got to match or exceed it, and Mitchell does that. He's got that.
1: All right, when we come back, 8 o'clock hour, Craig Bolerjack's going to join us at 8.30. 9 o'clock hour, it's Joe Ingles at the top of the hour, 9.05. DJ and PK, stay with us.